The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Right now, though, it's time to celebrate World Meteorological Day. Joanna Donnelly, has the champagne been flowing since early a.m. over in Glasnevin? It's been a very busy day, certainly. I actually worked the night shift last night, so I've been uh, I've been going for a long, long time now today. Um, but yeah, we've got a good bit going on across at Met Erin today. I, th- I think most people just think about the forecast. That's the front end of that they see. You know, they see me on TV and they hear the, the radio presenters. But there's an awful lot going on behind the scenes that I suppose a lot of people don't know an awful lot about. So tell us a bit about that, because usually when we are speaking to you, it's Joanna, what's happening with the weather over the next few days? So tell Tell me about the other yeah. work. Absolutely, of course. Um, well, we'll we start with the forecast itself. The forecast is built on a lot of observations. You can't predict what's going to happen in the future. And this is across any uh, any uh, area or any field until you know where you're at at the moment. And for that, we need to have an observation network. And that is literally observing the weather. Now, it comes from radar, satellites, but also actual observations of what's... Now, a lot of this is automated now. We will be able to increase our observation network through that automation, but that still needs to be manned. We need to have people looking after the observation material uh, equipment itself and the sites. But then once the observations come in, all that data needs to be looked at. It needs to be assessed. The credibility of every observation is assessed and then it feeds into the next thing that goes on and that's the the computers the the machines the numerical weather prediction models and the people that run those program those develop those systems there's there's a huge amount going in there there's the communication end of things and the social sciences end of things where we have to make sure that what we're actually forecasting is getting to the people that need to hear it are we communicating effectively do people understand what we're saying when we say there's a risk or there's a likelihood possibility of a thunderstorm or flooding of strong winds so there's huge amounts going on and I'd probably here all day talking about the weather uh, and not just the, the weather <laughs> uh, and some of those kind of technological aspects you mentioned about about the computing that goes on and all that programming to what extent ha- has all of that side of the house improved or developed over the last 15 20 years Oh, massively. I'm in Met Erin since 1995. And when when I started, we got a satellite image, I think every maybe few hours, and we had to map it onto a map manually. We hand drew charts. All of that has changed. Everything is on my screen now and the manipulation of all the data is there on, in front of me. And um, people say to me all the time, sure, what do I need a forecaster for? I have the weather here in my phone, in my app. Of course, you need somebody to put the weather into your app there. And the apps are so, so accurate now. For Ireland, we use the high-resolution model that's called Harmony Model that's designed specifically for Ireland. It's really low um, resolution on that, so down to a two-kilometre grid, which means it's accurate to within a two-kilometre point of where you're at, which is massively a, a huge improvement on what we had when I started. Now, computer models have been around a long, long time. They started to be developed in the middle of the 20th century, and they've been built on since then but the science is just coming on leaps and folds um, leaps and bounds sorry I did say I've been up all night um, <laughs> but the the prediction now within the next 24 hours is really really accurate using the Harmony prediction model and the ECMWF model which is the longer range model that's improving accuracy all the time every time they upgrade and develop the mathematics and the physics more we get an improvement. It's 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 hard to go wrong. <laughs> uh, uh, um, are you the only people 
monitoring and measuring that from an Irish point of view? I, I mean, like when because there's people who swear by um, you know other websites. There's this nor yeah, yr.no or whatever it happens to be. It's brilliant. Well, website, where yeah. where are they getting their information about the weather in Ireland? That's that's a really good point. Yr.no. There's loads of really great weather sites. I recommend people go and look at them all and enjoy them all, investigate them all. There's huge resources in the Met Aaron website. I think that people don't even know is there. The history of weather, the history of the service itself, the uh, history of the storms that have come through. We're all getting our data from the same place. It's the World Meteorological Organization and it's World Meteorological Day. Weather knows no political boundaries. Weather goes all around the world. We share all the data. Data is free. It's all free data that we're collecting and distributing. So MetAaron is responsible for the collection and the distribution of all that data that we're gathering around, um, that's gathered all around the world. The computer models that we use, they're all, all the information that we produce, that's all there. It's available for the um the public to see. Mm. We have great um, enthusiasts on social media and on the internet, great weather weather geeks, as we call them. I'm one myself, I'm married to one too. Great weather geeks that are examining all of this information all the time and making their ideas of what they could see as a prediction. Now, what you'll hear a lot on the internet and on the social media chat is this could happen because the models in 10 days are saying that this could happen yeah. and this could happen. But sure, we could all do that. <laughs> Anything could happen because the computer models out to 10 or 15 days can be very, very flexible. There can be very varied ideas of what can happen in 10 or 15 days. Yeah. But what you need to know is what will happen, which is a very different thing. If if I could tell you every night after the six o'clock news what might happen, sure, I'd have a grand job. It's um, trying to develop a little bit of certainty and communicating that certainty to the public so that you have a reassurance of knowing that we're on the ball of what will happen or what will happen to Absolutely, within mm. the best realms of the possible. So, so those, well, how will we describe those independent commentators, if we'll describe them? Yeah. They, 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 they have a freer hand, going, uh, but they yeah. have a freer hand to maybe speculate. I mean, if Joanna Donnelly's on, you, you're unlikely as as effectively a spokesperson for Met Aaron to speculate wildly about what might happen or might not happen in 10 days. The, the, yeah. the standard no. is a little bit higher that you're held to. It's is a that fair? different. It's a different job. It's a different role that we have. Um, weather is interesting and these weather charts are very interesting and the 10 and 20 day outlook can give us great ideas of what might happen in terms of a sudden stratospheric warming, the consequences of that. Sudden stratospheric warming is one that gets re- gets the weather nerds really excited because the implications of that can be extreme, they can bring extreme conditions but it happens regularly enough and it doesn't bring extreme conditions. So we're, we and Matt Aaron are looking at this. Yes, there's a possibility of sudden stratospheric warning, but we're not going to go to the public and say, hey, an extreme thing may happen because then you'll get people panicking. You'll get the elderly in a vulnerable position, stocking up on oil that they can't afford. So we need to monitor the situation. And when we know what will is what is likely to come across, then we'll start predicting it now. But don't get me wrong here. I'm a big fan of weather enthusiasts and I'm a big fan of anybody that has a big interest in the weather and in the weather science and is communicating that. I just need the public to understand that we're on the ball here. We know what we're doing in Matt Aaron. So absolutely enjoy all the um, the weather uh, enthusiasts, yeah. I'm going to call them. If, uh, if, if all of you, though, are getting, say, 
forecasting information or you're getting all your raw data from the same place. Why then, like, ACCU weather tells me it's going to be raining tomorrow morning at nine mm. o'clock in Kilkenny. Met mm. uh, Aaron tells me it's not going to rain till 11. Yeah. And why are that and O say, don't worry about it, Kieran, you're good to go until lunchtime? Well, I'll tell you exactly why. This is great. We have a minute to talk about it. Um, they're using different computer models. Most of the other computer models that are run on most of the apps are using what's called the global um, computer model. It's a, 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 from America. Um, many of them use the ECMWF um, model. Uh, the I think why or I'm not sure, but I think why or use the Norwegian model. They're all excellent models, but the American one isn't necessarily made for Ireland. Okay, and it has a much bigger grid. The Met Air and Hap has that two kilometer grid I told you about. Mm. It's much more dedicated to the likelihood of what's going to happen in Ireland. I'll put a caveat on that. Tomorrow we're in a showery situation. Today we're in a showery situation. For example, you cannot, and not not met Aaron cannot, but it is not possible. There is no science that will predict exactly where a shower is going to occur. That's just not scientific. There, so a shower could happen right over my head or two kilometers away, and that's still a scattered shower. Yes. So we're still in it, right. So when you have that situation, when you hear on the forecast on the TV or on the radio or on the internet. There's likely to be scattered showers. Then when you're using your app, your app is still an excellent app. It's still going to do great work for you on in terms of temperature and wind and wind direction, speeds, etc. Have a look at that shower symbol. That necessary that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get the shower on your okay. spot. So you just take it, take the additional bit of information that's available to you there in the texts. What is the view of your colleagues around the world as to how difficult it is to predict the weather in Ireland? compared to I, other parts of the planet. Yeah, I have to say, <laughs> it's really hard here. We've got a unique spot in the world. We're very far north. Everybody knows that we're up 53 degrees north. So we're actually much higher in latitude than, let's say, New York. We're more likely to be like Canada. And the reason we're not is because of the Gulf Stream. That's sending, sending up that warm uh, current of air over the country, uh, warm current of ocean with its associated energy that is fueling the low pressure systems and the storms. They come through Ireland fairly quickly. We're right on the Atlantic. We're not, we're quite far away from the continental landmass of Europe. So these weather fronts go through Ireland very quickly. So we do get four seasons in a day. It does start off high pressure, blue skies. The cloud base does come down. The low pressure brings its front through and it's raining and then the rain clears and we're in showers. So we've got literally um, anything could happen in a day. In a continental situation like uh, the European continent or the uh, America, you're much more likely to have anticyclonic conditions, settled conditions. You can see the weather coming much better because you've got all those observations mm. to your west. We have no observations to our west. We've got the Atlantic Ocean to our west. And the weather is just coming at us. So I'd like to say, I think Matt Aaron actually have some of the best meteorologists of, uh, acting as weather forecasters in the world because we're dealing with a very, very different situation. To what I do hear people do say to me, I was in America and they said it was going to be a shower at four o'clock and it was a shower at four o'clock. And I was like, yeah, I'd love to forecast in America. Although I have to say, I'd be very bored. <laughs> Listen, Joanna, uh, I, I think... Most people listening to this show, now everyone listening is going to agree uh, that we have the best weather forecasters uh, in the world and keep up the good work. <laughs> sure. And it's been an absolute pleasure. Really great to talk to you today. Uh, Joanna Donnelly, who is a meteorologist at Met Aaron. 
The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.